we come to the time each Lord's Day morning when uh, we're going to take a few minutes to kind of bring some teaching to our kids. Our kids are so gracious to join us each Lord's Day morning, not that they really have a choice, I mean, but they're so gracious to sit through and, and pay attention to our adult preaching, um, and I'm amazed always at how much, even at a young age, they're able to grasp and even take away from the preaching of God's Word, and we believe that will serve them well, even as they continue to grow in the faith and in and, and the life of the church. But we do want to take a few minutes to focus our attention on our kids specifically. I don't want to ask our kids, how many of you know the story of the boy who cried wolf? Right? Everybody knows it. What's, what's the gist of that story? Can somebody tell it to me? What's the general idea, Embry? Don't lie too many times or people are going to quit believing you. And that's, that's pretty much, right, the boy who cried wolf. What about you? You agree? <laughs> the story, again, is, is, is what? The boy, he's watching the sheep in the field. And he's bored. And so he thinks it'll be funny. Just cry wolf. So the villagers come, come running. He, wolf, wolf, the sheep are being attacked. And, and they come up, and he laughs because what? There's, there's no wolf. And he laughs, and they're like, why did you cry wolf? And he's like, I just thought it would be funny. And they said, don't do that. You know, if a wolf comes, it would be dangerous. And so they leave, and he's laughing, and a little bit of time goes by, and again, he's just bored. He's just sitting out there watching sheep. So he cries out, wolf, wolf, attacking the sheep. And the villagers come running, ready to, to help protect the sheep. And they get there, and there's no wolf. And again, you know, they tell him, don't do that. Exactly for what Ambria said. Uh, no one's going to believe you. Well, shortly thereafter, after the villagers had gone back to the town, a wolf really did come and was attacking the sheep. And he cries, wolf, wolf. But this time what happens? Nobody comes. And we understand why, don't we? Because he had lied previously. And again, ultimately, when they can't find the little boy, they do go and he's weeping, he's cowering, he's in great fear. And they do have to protect the sheep. Well, again, as Ambria said, don't lie because man, people aren't going to believe you anymore. It's not good for society. It's not good for your family. It's not good. You can't have harmony. What do you think about lying? What about our kids? I'll go ahead and ask this question. Have you ever told a lie? Raise your hand. Uh, even Olivia? <laughs> I, I, I didn't expect that one. <laughs> I even saw our adult hands go up. We've all told a lie. So let me ask you this way. Why do we often tell a lie? Why would we lie? What do you think? Ah, that's a great one. We lie to avoid getting in trouble. Have you ever lied to your daddy? To avoid getting in trouble? You have? I did it too. What about, what, what's another reason we might tell a lie? That's probably a big one, right? Can, can anyone think of another reason you might lie, any of our big kids? All right, to protect someone's feelings? Escape responsibility? These, these are some big kid answers here. But we understand, right, big kids? Can you keep from... Is that from experience? <laughs> to keep from going to jail? <laughs> Absolutely. 
Sometimes we lie to make ourselves feel better or to look better in the eyes of others, right? Maybe we'll puff up our accomplishments or what we're able to do. Well, the reality is we have all lied. We are all liars. I'm not just throwing out mean names to you. I'm included in our midst. And we lie for these and various other reasons. But Scripture actually has a lot to say about lying. Let me go back to the Ten Commandments. And in Exodus chapter 20, verses 16 and 17, we read these two things. All right, y'all? Little kids, listen to us here. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Don't tell a story. Don't lie. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's. So there God, again, in the Ten Commandments, he's preaching to his people that he's rescued by grace out of Egypt. He's brought them to Mount Sinai, and he's instructing them. This is how my people live. All right, I've saved you to be a kingdom of priests, a kingdom unto me, to live for me wholeheartedly, and this is how you live. And he's been laying it out in the Ten Commandments. There will be other subsequent commandments, but, but this is a broad overview. And in 9 and 10, he says, my people don't lie. Ouch. They don't covet, that was the 10th commandment, but we're going to focus upon my people don't lie. Why? It's not just because God hates liars. I mean, that is true. We're going to read about that in the book of Psalms. We're going to read that. I hate liars. We read about it in the New Testament. But the reason God says thou shalt not lie is because he is a God of truth. Let me, let me lay this one on you about God. He is a God who, get this, it is impossible for him to lie. It is impossible for him not to tell the truth. He is a God of truth. And that's why we read in the New Testament, we're told that Jesus is the exact manifestation of God. Jesus calls himself, I am the way, the, can you, the truth, and the life. God in his triune existence, Father, Son, cannot lie. And he expects, if I have saved you and brought you to myself, the work of, of God in transforming a soul is to make us like him. Meaning what? While we are all liars, we have all lied, we should be growing to be more like God, which means when it comes to lying, we should be doing less and less of it. Because our God is a God of truth. When we lie, if we're trying to keep from getting in trouble, or to make ourselves look good, or to shirk responsibility, or whatever. We are not reflecting God's glory. You know, the Bible gives a lot of nicknames for Satan. Satan, of course, is the enemy of God. One of them is the father of, can somebody tell me? Lies. So when we tell a lie, who are we looking more like? God who cannot tell a lie, it's impossible. He is a God of truth, or the father of lies. Yeah, we're looking more like the devil, more like the father of lies. Well, this week, as we continue in our catechism questions, that's the emphasis, is thinking through, our God is a God of truth. And if we love him and want to glorify him and live unto him, then we too should be truth tellers. Question 12, I'll ask it and then you repeat it with me. What does God require in the ninth and 10th commandments? Ninth, that we do not lie or deceive. Tenth, that we are content. 
not envying anyone. Those are heavy, but they are God's word to us. So let's be in prayer for our families, for our kids, that God would be pleased through the teaching of his word to draw us closer to Jesus Christ.